Well, welcome back, everybody. The Grip Wild Men Who Matter podcast. I'm Steve Wisdom. My man, Brandon, is with me. Missed you guys last week, but I'm back. What's up, B? What's up, Steve? We are live this week in Houston, Texas. We went west this week, and it's all because there's fish here. So you say. Well, so I say there is. We're going to prove it to you guys. No, we are in Houston this week, and we are excited about being here because we are hanging with my BFF, Marcus Parker. You've heard me talk about Marcus. Marcus is who I consider my best friend in the world, a man that I know would go to battle with me every day for anything, even if he didn't agree with it. What's up, Marky Mark? What's up, guys? I'm happy to be here. Um, you know, we made plans for me to try to get to Birmingham, but I'm so happy that you guys made it here first. Much yeah. easier. Yeah, well, so as, as most of you know, we have plenty of big fish in Alabama. But if you didn't know, there's monsters in Texas, too. So we, we decided to come on down. My wife is actually here in Houston speaking at a church tonight, and the boys just decided, you know what? We should just go fishing. And while we're at it, record a podcast. So, so man, I met Marcus way back in the day. Actually, Marcus's wife and I were best friends in college. And she came to me one time and said, hey, I'm dating this new guy. And uh, he says he really likes to fish. Will you take him fishing? And I was thinking, yeah, I'll take him fishing, like brim fishing or something, whatever. So he came into town. I took him fishing. And uh, the way I recall the encounter is I got my tail whipped. That was accurate. Yes. So the first time I ever, literally the first time I ever met Marcus was on a fishing trip. He, uh, he whipped my tail. I mean, he, he literally, he destroyed me. He was doing things that I had never seen before in my life fishing wise. Now context. So Marcus was a Florida guy and there's some differences between Alabama fishing and, and Florida fishing. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a grass guy. So when I remember that day when we showed up there and there's just grass all over the place, I was right at home. I don't, I don't know if you necessarily were, oh, and it took you a while. Yeah, no, actually, yeah. I, I had been fishing this like trying to figure it out. I'd caught a big fish in it before. So we were in college, and, and I was pond hopping because I played football, so I couldn't fish competitively like I did after college. So I found all these lakes in, in Birmingham. I went to school in Birmingham, and uh, I had already found this lake. I caught a few big fish, and I was like, we'll go to it. And I was still trying to figure this grass thing out. But little did I know, Marcus shows up, and he was licking his chops. Yeah, I mean, it was it was one of those magical moments when you walk over the hill past the no trespassing sign, and there's grass everywhere. It was great. Yeah, so I always attribute that. Like growing up, I wasn't a very good reader. Um, I can talk with the best of them. We all know but, pond hopping, but I can't. I can't always read signs very well. And I just, you know, I, I didn't know what that sign yeah. said. So I just, you know. But the beautiful thing is, is you know, really for all you fishermen out there, you you, you can respect this and understand. Really, what what he showed me that day that I'd never experienced 
is he showed me how to basically punch grass. He, how he in that situation we were just fishing a Texas rig, but he would pick, he was picking up twigs and shoving it down in the weight and basically pegging the weight. Which fast forward three four years after college, me and him fishing on tour together, you know it was a regular thing was to to, to punch. And he already knew it growing up in Florida. I, I I'd never I'd never seen it before. He absolutely handed it to me because. Here I was all this time trying to fish past the grass, and the fish were were underneath the grass, and he was punching through the grass and smashing them, and I was just blown away. So that's that's the first day we ever met is me getting my tail handed to me. But the really cool thing about that day is, I mean, it, I mean, we we were instant friends and 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 quickly became best friends, and it's been about thirteen. 14 years now and yeah. uh man it's been an amazing journey uh, so uh th- this this is one of those guys in my life that that i truly love so marcus glad you're hanging out with us yeah, man glad and, to be here and, and look everybody the, the the reason marcus i brought marcus on today is you know if if you guys have listened to to some of our podcast and you've heard part of part of my story and you've heard this element of like let somebody in Tell somebody what's going on. Take your mask off. Uh, Marcus, Marcus is that guy for me. Marcus was what is the tangible for real, real life scenario of why I know bringing people into your life, eliminating a loan from your life, getting out of isolation, taking your mask off, telling someone what you've been through, what you're going through, how it can change your life. And and Marcus is the real life samples because if you guys remember back in the earlier podcast, I was telling you about my story and how some of some of the things that I had done earlier in my life was was consuming me and 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 I spent twelve years just being consumed by shame and guilt and it all changed the day that I texted Marcus and said, "Look, I got to tell you something." And me and Marcus had been friends for 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 a, for the better part of ten years, and he didn't know what was really going on inside of me. And and so today we just kind of wanted to bring you guys the rest of the story. Bring you guys, uh, my, my my heart behind it is is you you can hear our our full story and hear how this one step this this one little act changed my life. And and instead of talking about it figuratively, it's real life today. Marcus was that guy. Um, see, when I when I was a teenager, I looked up. And I found myself in a an unhealthy relationship with a young lady, and and one small compromise after another led to a situation where she's pregnant, and ultimately decides to have an abortion. And that wrecked me. I had made, I had I had let small compromises, and we talked about how small compromises lead to big consequences. And this is exactly what happened in my life is. Being in that unhealthy relationship, making poor choices, led to a catastrophic event in my life. And for the next 12 years of my life, I let the shame and the guilt of that choice eat me alive and consume me. And it drove me as far back in a cave um, that I think anybody could ever be. And I'd isolated myself and started believing in lies and started believing in things that simply were not true about who I was, about my sin, about what God was going to do in my life. And it wasn't until I finally started believing in the only way I was ever going to get out of this, the only way I was ever going to change, the only way that I was going to stop 
waking up every morning and and despising the person that I saw in the mirror was to tell someone. Because for 12 years, the only person who knew it on the face of the planet other than that young lady was my wife. And so for 12 years, I was living life basically with a mask on. I was living a lie. I was living a lie. But here's the really cool thing. One day, God, through, through, through a message, through another challenge from another, another person, through a pastor, for whatever reason, after 12 years of just struggling through that transition in my life, God gave me the courage to take my mask off. And it started with Marcus Parker. It started with a simple text. And on that day, for whatever reason, after 12 years of just being consumed and shackled by this guilt in my life, I texted Marcus and I said, hey man, I need to talk to you. I need to share something with you. Hmm. And on that day, everything <laughs> changed. We talk about it, like you said, it's, it's a core fundamental of the things we talk about. And so Marcus, I think this is a great conversation, especially with you being right here, is to, I just want to know how you, how did you receive that? Like, because I think one of the things that we we talk through is, man, if I'm the guy in Steve's position, I'm really worried about what's going to happen on the other side of that phone call, you know, and what what the person who's hearing this news, how they're going to react. And just walk us through that emotion, man, when you got the phone call. Like, so you guys had known each other for, for a decade, so it wasn't like a stranger calling you. I mean, you, you had a pretty good relationship. And so how did that news hit you, and how did you respond to it? Well, I think first we should probably add a little bit of a con- a little bit of context because, you know, we're long distance best friends. So, um, whenever I got the text from him, I mean, we talked every day, almost every day, prayed together. I believe at that time we had a prayer, um, kind of every Monday morning together, praying together. And so we knew some things that we were struggling with and going through, and this was something that had been going on for a couple of years. So for it not to come up, you know, in those, you know, intimate, you know, conversations and for it to be, like I said, a long distance, best friendship for lack of a better word and him say, Hey, I need to talk to you. Um, okay, well let's pick up the phone and talk. No, 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 no. Me and my wife and our family are going to drive to Jacksonville seven hours to talk to you is a totally different story. Right. I mean, then, you know, then your mind starts churning and you're like, well, um, okay, what what are we going to talk about here? You know, I mean, we're like, uh, my wife and I, we are super close to their entire family. So surely I shared that They're, the wisdoms are coming. Well, why are they coming? Well, um, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> Steve's got some stuff that he wants to share. So right off jump, you know, it was, it, I knew that it was something serious. So I knew that it was something that, you know, meant a lot to him to get in a car and drive just to share a message. Yeah, I, I can remember it, it, it vividly, Brandon. Is you know, I sent that text and it, exactly what happened, and and I was like, no, I, I I have I have to do this in person, and you know, seven hours is a long way, but I had reached a point in my life where I was no longer willing to continue to pursue getting out of this 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 struggle I was in the same way I'd been. I knew it was going to take something drastic as even as much fear and and, and I'll second what second what you said Brandon on the whole setup right here on this question is 
I let I believed that lie. See, it took me so long to even tell Marcus or anyone else. And you know, side note, I think that's why I knew like Stephanie was the one for me, right? Because for whatever reason, God gave me the courage to tell her right out the gate. You know, three days into even just hanging out with her, I'm like, look, you gotta know something about me. And I'd never had that courage with anyone else in my life. And now it's this this girl I'm telling. And so I knew something was kind of there at, at that, but you know, but even with with Marcus and and everyone else, I I had I had convinced myself that if Marcus knew, our relationship was done. If any of my family knew, they they would walk away. That I would be done. If anybody, if any of my friends, anything in my life, anybody in my life knew that they were like they they were gone, and and it it was so far from the truth. It was it was such a lie. And really, honestly, my this fear of of if I take my mask off and tell someone everyone's going to reject me and turn away from me, the reality, Brandon, the reality of what really happened, I, I I walked away from everyone else. I mean, even me and Marcus's relationship at times was was not only distant, literally, but figuratively, because I was so consumed by it. And, and the reality is I had walked away from all of my relationships. I had distanced myself from my family. I'm the one who was living out the fear of the of the flip side and it's not true guys and man right here before we dive any deeper if if i can just share one thing that maybe sticks with you and you take with you this week as you as you're chasing your own journey and you're dealing with your own struggle it is a lie it is a lie that if you let someone if you take your mask off it's not as it's not going to be as bad as the enemy is telling you it's going to be the people who love you the most, the people who care about you the most, they're going to be there to walk you through that journey, and that's exactly what Marcus and, and and his wife. You know, you hear me talk about Marcus a lot, but his his wife is just as much of uh, of a part of my story because, her, like I said, her and I were really close in college, and so it was this whole family that that really walked me through that journey um, of saying, "Okay, I told somebody. Now what do I do?" <laughs> Well, I can, I mean, I can vouch for what you did, which is pretty astonishing. One, coming there, being vulnerable. I believe that, uh, if I remember it correctly, we all had some water in our eyes and kind of became closer on that very day. Um, and I remember distinctly, um, you know, not necessarily judging you, but more admiring you for taking that step of moving forward, because I can tell you, you know, as there was a, there was a, um, there was a greatness inside of you to be, um, a relationship builder and that, right, that, that wall was up in between the, your, the greatness that was inside of you for bringing, for doing what you're doing now. I mean, this is, this is miles and miles away from where, where you started. Um, I mean, because, there's two things that you can take away from it if you're that person that gets that text is one is remember grace. Um, it was given to you, so you should always give it to someone else. And, you know, that was our immediate thought is grace. Like, you know, we, we have to be like Jesus and issue grace. And then two, it was so neat to see just, you know, sounds a little cliche, but just the shackles just falling from you. Um, the weight of, 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 of the sin and the weight of feeling guilty and the weight of fear, um, 
you know, the lies in your ear being told to you, just immediately being lifted off of you. Weeks after that, you move on to tell the next level of people that are closest to you. Weeks after that, you start working out, feel more confident about yourself, waking up every morning with men that you never wanted to feel, fulfill a void with. Weeks after that, you know, you guys have another child. Weeks after that, you continue to grow your network. And, and years after that, now you're leading a Men Who Matter ministry because of that exact day. Um, so um, it's kind of, it's, it's, I mean, it's literally like proof is in the pudding is what it really boils down to. Um, and so whatever side of the fence you're on, whether you're the texter or you're receiving the text, just remember grace because grace has got you at all, at all, at all times. That's so good, Marcus. And, and, and look, if it's cliche, then I say be cliche because it, it was, I mean, the weight was lifted. The, the shackles were broken. The bondage was broken that day. And, 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 and here's what I want you guys to really try to grasp and hold on to and believe in and trust in through this process is it, it doesn't take a marathon to experience healing and restoration and freedom in your life. It doesn't take some astronomical uh, approach and step to take your mask off. I did one thing, one thing. I sent a text and it changed my life forever. And yes, like it, and every time I turned around, I was, I went from not being able to share who I was, really do life with anybody, to being able to share everything about me and pour into people, spend time with people, develop real relationships, and use what the world meant for harm in my life for good. Yeah. And I think you can relate that to any sin. I mean, sin happens, and I believe that Satan wants to, he, uh, he never wants, he, he's that whispering, in the back of your mind, if you tell them, they're going to laugh at you. If you tell them, they're going to shame you. If you tell them, they're going to, you know, they're not going to hang out with you. And it all boils down to grace, and, but also fear. Um, you know, fear is a liar. I mean, it really is. That's right. It's, and that's exactly what the enemy does to, to shackle you, to consume you. And he did it. He convinced me of all of those lies. But I promise you, if you can ever get to a place where you trust and you can find the courage to let someone in, every time you do, you will get stronger and stronger. I share this with my wife all the time. Look, it, it, I'm not sitting here saying it's going to be easy, guys. Like I did one little thing that changed my life forever. But each of those, those situations that Marcus is talking about, each of those levels of people that I share, I mean, it's ex it was exhausting. It was it, it was physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally exhausting. But but every time I did it, I got stronger and stronger and stronger. And now today, by the grace of God, His grace, His mercy, His redemptiveness in my life, I can share my story with anybody on on the spot. Like Satan has, he he no longer has any control of me in that context of my life. I use daily now. I use what consumed me, what hurt me, what 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 imprisoned me uh, for years. What what the what the enemy was trying to destroy me with for so many years. I now use it for strength, for growth, for relational building. I can relate. Well, see, what I used to think was the thing that destroyed me, the thing that destroyed my purpose, the thing that ultimately was going to do me in, and I, you know, there was nothing left. I, I, I had completely destroyed my purpose in life because, because of that struggle. I now use it as my platform 
to encourage, to help people take next steps in their life, to, to, to take their mask off. And it, it's a true game changer if you can just get to the point where you'll have a Marcus in your life and take your mask off. The power that's at work here in this conversation and in this interaction that you, you guys are recalling together is just, it's validation of a principle and a verse that we talk about a lot, and it's James 5.16. Because God made a promise, and he made a promise to you, even if you don't believe that he exists, he made a promise to you, and his promises don't get broken. That is, if we will open up to one another and share our weaknesses and confide that in each other. Hey, I'm really struggling with this. James 5.16 says that when we confess to one another and pray together, that is where healing starts. And I believe it because I'm sitting with two guys who lived it out and I see it every single day. If you're fighting a fight by yourself, no amount of will or even, man, I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like, no amount of me being disgusted with the guy in the mirror is ever going to change the guy in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I got to have somebody with me. And that's why God said it the way yeah. he did. He Come knows on. it. And it works. Yeah. I mean, I think that it was no, we were put here to be relational. Like, it, we, we were put here to be relational. And we won't, I don't think we're going to dive into it today, but at some point we'll talk about margin and having margin in your relationships and your friendships is key to this thing. Because if every friendship that you have is on the brink of falling apart, if every relationship that you have is on the brink of falling apart, sharing this news is not going to be comfortable for you. You're never going to get there because you feel like if I share, if I share what I, what I, my sin, it's going to break this relationship apart. It's going to break my marriage apart. It's going to break every single part of me apart. But if you find a way and it's vital to have margin in your life and have margin in your relationships, then whenever it'll give you the confidence to, to speak out, to talk about these things, the sin that you may have or something that you have in your life. And I want to, I want to add to that, Marcus, the other side. I mean, so often we do, we get caught up in, look, it was my sin. It was my struggle. And, but there's always the other side. And guys, if you're out there listening and you're on the other side of this, it's not something you did. It's something that was done to you and that you've been kind of consumed by it. You've been, cons- you've been consumed by that frustration and that hurt, that pain, um, you know, or even that, that you know, it's, it's, it's in reverse, that false shame and false humility because something happened to you. You, you were abused. You were taken advantage of. Things happen to you, and you didn't want them to happen. It wasn't your poor choice. See, my struggle was my poor choice, but there's so many people in the world today, I think, struggle because of something that happened to them, something that they didn't they didn't have anything to do with. It, they didn't want that on them. It's just as freeing. It's just as healing. It's just as an opportunity to experience uh, this this level of redemption in your life by letting someone in on that too, because just like for years, I didn't tell people what I did. There's been years go by that you didn't tell people what was done to you. I want the other side to to also find strength in this and, and, and trust in this, that at the end of the day, whatever you've gone through or whatever you're going through, if you'll just let someone in, the power 
of letting someone in. The power of James 5.16 is true, guys. And I I lived it out. My life is a living example of James 5.16. So if you're listening this week, I think every week we try to come up with the, you know, what is our takeaway? And we want to push you to to action, right? And, And this week maybe is a little twist on that because I feel like this week is encouragement. And, and what my heart beats for is is maybe this story, maybe, Steve, you're sharing kind of the full breadth, and Marcus, you're chiming in on your part in the story. Really, is just encouraging for you. If you're listening, maybe this week is the week. Maybe now is the time to take the step, send the text, make the phone call, and let that be the challenge this week, that if you're in a position that you've wrestled with for 10 years, maybe, I pray it's not 10 years for you. Like, don't let it be 10 years. Find the courage this week to take the step. And and Marcus, before we kinda before we get out of here, I did want I wanted you just to share one more time what would your encouragement be to the person that maybe receives that text this week, to the guy that gets that phone call this week and is on the receiving end of this this kind of moment, this James five sixteen moment. What would you how would you encourage that person? I, I would say, Brandon, um, if you're listening and you're going, obviously you're listening, but whenever you get, whenever you get that text, just remember, first of all, we all have something. We all have something that we've gone through. So don't lose sight of that. Um, and then also on the other end is to just be an encourager. Like the, oftentimes, especially when someone gets vulnerable with you, the best thing to do is just listen. Um, that you, you don't always have to be a coach. You don't have to be, you know, I, I wish I could say I read the Bible every single day, but the, the way that I speak to people about Christ and, and about, you know, walking like Christ is by talking about how I have and my experiences. Um, you know, so same thing, you know, you don't have to be an expert or a counselor in that position. You just have to be someone that's going to genuinely listen. Um, I talked about earlier how you, you know, issue grace and, you know, show them that you care. Um, I mean, if, if there's some, um, if you have to be flexible. If you have to meet them where they are, go meet them there because this is a huge step for that person. And maybe you learn something whenever you get over there. I know I did. Maybe you get over there and you reveal something and a part of your onion gets peeled back too. That's so good, Marcus. Well, guys, we hope that this this just simply our transparency about our story and the journey that not only that we that we've been on and guys we say this every week this is a journey that we are on hopefully it's gonna give someone out there a little bit of encouragement this week to just take that step remember one step one step one action one one action could change your life forever and uh, my prayer for you this week if you're listening is um, whatever's going on in your life whatever's been in your life whatever's holding you back from living out um, your purpose from from whatever it is to 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 for whatever's going on in your life that that's keeping you from living out your purpose, from living out this life that's that God wrote that is extraordinary, that that He had prepared for you something that was far more than you ever hoped for. Whatever is keeping you from that this week, I pray that um, just us sharing our story, <coughs> just us sharing our story, will give you courage to take a step, guys. You don't look. You don't have to run a marathon this week. But I pray right now for courage for you 
to text someone today that you need to talk to them. And if you do, everything will change and you will be well on your way to living out a life that God designed for you. And you will be a man who matters. So until next week, thanks for hanging out with us. Marcus. Glad to be here. So glad you're here, man. And I can truly say uh, I love you, man. (laughs) And I'm so glad that God put you in my life. And we have so much more yet to come, man. And we're going to go try to catch a big one. We'll let you guys know. Y'all have a great week.